Do you feel stuck and repeat? Are you in a loop of missed opportunities, unmet goals, feeling stagnancy in your personal growth and a nagging sense of underachievement? I know you want more. That's why I'm inviting you to join our year in review private audio course, Pivot for More in 2024. Break free, design and live a life where you are winning at work and at home. You'll learn to celebrate your wins, learn from the losses, realign your life's goals with your true potential, and reignite your journey with a clear, powerful plan. Act now. Text PIVOT to 1-804-913-2579. Make 2024 the year of no regrets. As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast, the show where we dive deep into what it takes to design and live a life where you are winning at work and at home. I am your host and your guide, Dr. James Bryant, and I'm here to help you achieve success both in business and in life. I want to thank you for joining our conversation today, and I hope that you are having a great week. But before we get into today's episode, I want to send a thank you out to Mr. Andre Boykin Jr., who we featured on last week's episode. He was dropping knowledge on mentoring young engineers, and so I really enjoyed our conversation. Also, I want to let you know that the Pivot for More in 2024 Year and Review audio course is live. This is a 14-day audio course. You may say, James, why am I going to take a 14-day course? Here's the deal. Each day, you have three to five minutes of content that's walking you through the steps that you will need to help you build your year in review. So you're looking at this past year, what went well, what didn't go well, what did you want to improve on, and then building in your goals and your plan for how you are going to pivot for more in 2024. You can get access to the courses complimentary. Text PIVOT to an S-P-I-V-O-T to 804 913 2579. So today we're going to be finishing up our initial series on leadership with a discussion on emotional intelligence. And so there were three episodes that were in this initial series where we've talked about different elements of leadership. It was episode uh, 120, maximizing impact, striking the balance between management and leadership. And there we explored the distinct yet complementary roles of management and leadership. It wasn't an either or, but it was a both and. And the episode addressed some common misconception, emphasizing that managers and leaders serve different roles and are not interchangeable, but that managers focus more on planning, organizing, and controlling and ensuring efficiency. And leaders are providing vision, they're inspiring, and they are driving change. A quick way that I defined a lead was L was for lift others to reach their fullest potential. E was equip your team with the tools and resources that you need to succeed. A was for act with intention and that your actions should speak louder than your words or your actions should speak as well as your words. 
and demand accountability for yourself and for your team. Under manage, the words for manage were measure, measure success through both metrics and morale, analyze problems, seeking efficient solutions, navigate processes with a keen eye on objectives. A was for assign roles based on strengths and skills. And G was to guard your team's resources, ensure optimal use. And E was ensure deadlines are met without compromising quality. So that was episode 120. The second episode in the series is episode 121, Transform Your Leadership Skills with the Four Bs of Effective Leadership. Listen, these principles are essential for any leadership style, whether it's transformational or a servant leader. Be real, be whole, be curious, and be open are the four Bs. So be real. Accountability and self-awareness, it stresses the importance of aligning your actions with your core values and leading with integrity and the consequences of inauthenticity, such as mistrust and poor decision-making. Be whole addresses the integration of work, home, and personal life. It highlights the importance of balance, setting boundaries, avoiding burnout for sustained performance and well-being. The last two principles, be curious and be open, emphasize the importance of fostering a culture of continuous learning, innovation, adaptability, and considering diverse perspectives to thrive in uncertain times. There is a shout out to Mark B, a longtime listener of the podcast who commented that he was anticipating one of the B's that he did not hear, and that was be present. Mark, thanks for the suggestion. And yes, being present in the moment is extremely important and is a useful addition to add to this framework. That brings us to today's episode, three practical ways to elevate your leadership with emotional intelligence. If you've been in the field of engineering for any length of time, or if you're on the outside looking in, you've probably heard the stereotype that engineers are often seen as the epitome of logical thinkers, precise, analytical, and driven by data, right? Driven by data. And that we engineers lack communication skills, that we lack people skills. How many times have you heard people say that engineers are horrible communicators or that we don't understand how to deal with people? Here's the reality. I don't believe that it's true. However, in school, we're taught to use equations and formulas and to solve problems. We are not taught the subtleties of effective communication and the best ways to connect with people or the best ways to deal with interpersonal conflict. But one of the best ways to grow in effective communication and the ability to connect with others and to elevate your leadership is to increase your emotional intelligence. So whether you're leading a team or managing a project or just navigating and growing your career, the ability to navigate complex human emotions is absolutely critical and crucial for your success. So let's talk a little bit more about emotional intelligence. So emotional intelligence, EI, also known as the emotional quotient, EQ, it refers to the ability to perceive, control, evaluate, and evaluate emotions in oneself and others. 
It involves a set of skills that helps individuals recognize and understand their own emotions and those of others. And to use this awareness to manage behavior and relationships effectively, emotional intelligence is composed of four key domains, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Each has its own set of competencies, but the concept of emotional intelligence includes, okay, self-awareness, recognizing one's own emotions and their impact. Two, self-regulation, which is self-management, managing or redirecting one's own emotions, motivation. And that's the ability to harness emotions, to achieve goals, to harness emotions so that you can respond and not just react. Then there's empathy. That's understanding the emotions of others. And that flows into your social skills, managing relationships, and building networks. So when we think about the history of emotional intelligence, Peter uh, Solovey and John Meyer in 1990, so they really coined the term emotional intelligence. It was popularized by these two psychologists and they defined emotional intelligence as a form of social intelligence that involves the ability to monitor one's and others' feelings and emotions to discriminate among them, and to use this information to guide one's thinking and actions. Then you have Daniel Goleman in 1995. This is where the concept gained uh, more a wider recognition with Goldman's book, Emotional Intelligence. So he extended the model to include a range of competencies and skills that drive leadership performance. So we've been talking about emotional intelligence. We've done a little bit of definition of what it is, but really, what are some ways that it's applied? If I think about it in the workplace, I think emotional intelligence is considered crucial for effective leadership, team building, communication. It helps in managing stress, conflict resolution, and fostering a positive work environment. From a personal development perspective, It's really about understanding and improving emotional intelligence can lead to better self-awareness, healthier relationships, and improved mental health when you are able to work on that area. When this podcast, we talk a lot about winning at work and at home, but one of the other, the questions as it pertains to us as engineers is do engineers or are engineers emotionally intelligent? I know what my answer is, but let's think about the traditional view of engineers. And I hinted at this a little bit earlier. One, the analytical mindset, logical to a T, mostly focused on facts and driven by data. And that's not without good reason. I mentioned earlier about how we've been trained. Our education and our work hinge on precision calculations and an unswavering reliance on proof of scientific principles. So there's nothing wrong with the traditional view of how we think or how we work as engineers or professionals. But there are some common misconceptions that I would say about engineers, and I just want to throw it out on the table. We, again, we've hinted, alluded, but I think these are misconceptions because not all engineers fall in the same neat bucket or the same pile. So here are those misconceptions. One, that engineers have no social skills. So the, the stereotype 
portrays engineers as socially awkward and geeky who prefer to spend hours on end indoors on their computers doing analysis rather than socializing with other people. That may or may not be true. If that is you, it's okay. If that's not you, it's okay. Another misconception is that engineers are not creative. This is a myth that assumes that engineers only deal with logic, math, and science, and that we have no artistic or imaginative abilities, implying that the typical engineer is more right brain focused, leaning more on that logical part of the brain and not really unleashing creativity. But listen, we use creativity in how we solve problems and how we apply those equations and the other tools and analysis that we have. We do. We're just creative in a different way. The other one is that engineers have poor communication skills. So this is a misconception that implies that engineers are not good at at expressing themselves or writing reports uh, or presenting their ideals. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I believe that engineers are great communicators, but here's the caveat. We're great communicators to other engineers. We're great communicators to people that understand what we're talking about and understand our language. Engineers struggle like other people struggle in their ability to communicate with people that are speaking a different language, that are coming at it from a different point of view. I've said this in the past that everything I needed to to learn about effective communication, I learned in the first three years of marriage because my wife and I communicate differently. And so I had to learn how to repackage what I was communicating in a way that she could receive it and take action, whether that action was to go along with what I was saying or to say no, I had to learn to do that. But when you look at all of these misconceptions and you begin to let's put just get an equation together, right? No social skills plus poor communication plus lack of creativity leads to no emotional intelligence or very low emotional intelligence. But here's the key question to consider for today's episode. Do you believe that your emotional intelligence is fixed? Meaning that it is what it is. This is how you're wired and that's it. Or do you believe that you can grow or increase your emotional intelligence? Here's what I believe and what I know to be true for me. Just like I spent time learning how to be an engineer. I, I, I learned the basics, the fundamentals, put those things into practice, both in school, then in the field. I didn't just turn into an engineer overnight, but I was able to grow in my ability to think, to solve problems, to apply those skills in the field of engineering. I also had to learn to grow in my emotional intelligence. And that required me to grow in that area so that I could win at work and at home. So when I began to grow in my ability to or increase my emotional intelligence, I noticed a difference in how I was able to communicate and connect both at work and at home. And so does emotional intelligence help you win at work and at home? And I would say absolutely true. If you think about the makeup of Emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, social management. So we think about self-awareness. So you recognize your emotional triggers 
and you understand how they influence your behavior and the quality of your work. For example, if you're feeling stressed, you know how that stress impacts the interactions with your colleagues. And you can begin to take steps to mitigate its impact. But why is it that it may be easier for some of us to see the impact of that at work, but the same thing is true at home? So understanding your feelings, how they impact your behaviors, and how they affect your relationships with family members is key for a thriving family or personal life. If you've had a bad day at work and you are emotionally drained, do you think that's going to have an impact on how you react or respond to things at home? I know it does for me. And when I begin to learn to do that, you you start to learn some of the self-management practices, which would be part two, self-management. So at work, you effectively manage your emotions. Why? Because you want to foster a productive work environment. So you might employ strategies such as taking breaks when frustrated or channeling excitement into enthusiasm when you're working on a project. These same techniques are handy at home as well because managing stress is crucial for creating a peaceful home environment and setting a good example for others, such as your children or your spouse. The other one is social awareness. So at work, this translates into being attuned to the emotional climate of your team or organization. You become skilled at picking up on the social cues, which helps you collaborate more effectively and navigate the office dynamics. Listen, this a li- that's a lifesaver at home too. Being sensitive to the moods and emotions of others in your household helps in recognizing when family members might need support or space. Relationship management, when you're able to resolve conflicts, inspire and influence others and build strong partnerships, all of which contribute to effective team leadership and harmonies at the workplace, at home, you maintain effective and fulfilling relationships by managing emotions constructively, such as through compassionate communication and by addressing conflicts with understanding and empathy. Building emotional intelligence is an ongoing process that requires intentionality and commitment, the same intentionality and commitment that you put towards growing your career, growing your knowledge. This is that that difference between trying and training. When you train, you begin to take a more regimented approach, a deliberate and attention intentional approach to grow in this area. Emotional intelligence plays a crucial role in effective leadership. So here are three practical ways to elevate your leadership skills using emotional intelligence. One is develop self-awareness. If you are not self-aware, develop self-awareness. Because understanding your emotions, you recognize and understand your own emotions and how they affect your thoughts and behaviors. So this can be achieved through self-reflection, journaling, feedback from a trusted colleague. You want to be able to identify your triggers. So what are the situations or actions that trigger your strong emotions in you? This knowledge can help you prepare to manage your interactions more effectively. Seek feedback from others, from your team, from your peers to gain an outside perspective on your behavior and the impact that it has on others. We all have blind spots and Being connected with people or surrounded by people or getting that feedback 
from people can help you identify what those blind spots are. You also want to improve. Step one was your self-awareness. Step two is approve your social awareness. How do you do that? James, how do I improve my social awareness? I would say through active listening. So practice active listening to truly understand and emphasize and empathize with others. This means fully concentrating, understanding, responding, and then remembering what's being said, right? You want to try to remember what's being said there because you want to be able to respond with empathy. And so you want to develop the ability to understand and to share the feelings of others. This can be enhanced by putting yourself in their shoes and considering their perspectives when you are making decisions. That also leads to cultural awareness. So you want to increase your awareness of different cultures, backgrounds, and norms. This help you. This will help you better understand interacting with team members from diverse backgrounds. So the last practical step that you can take is to really use those first two, self-awareness, your social awareness, to enhance your ability to effectively manage relationships. And you're, that's going to come through effective communication. So you want to communicate clearly and effectively, adapting your style to your audience. So this includes being able to articulate your vision and influencing others positively. From a conflict resolution standpoint, you want to use your emotional intelligence to navigate and resolve conflicts in constructive ways. This involves understanding different perspectives and finding common ground. Team building, you want to foster a positive team environment where everyone's filled feels valued and motivated. This includes recognizing the strengths and weaknesses of team members and delegating tasks accordingly. Integrating these practices into your leadership style, you can significantly improve your ability to lead your team, to inspire your team, and ultimately contribute more to a a positive or productive work environment. You can also create an environment where you can thrive where you're winning at work and at home. So I want to thank you for just spending some time talking about emotional intelligence. And next week, we're going to start a new series. It kind of dovetails into this one around self-awareness. That's the leadership, the, and that's going to be the leadership journey, uh, pathways to self-discovery. So the first episode we're going to cover in that new series is Mirror of the Mind, Self-Reflection and Leadership. We're going to dive into the art of self-reflection as a leadership tool. We're going to discuss how self-awareness can transform challenges into opportunities for growth and development. The other episodes in that series are going to be Beyond the Surface, Unearthing Subconscious Leadership Beliefs. When you begin to understand some of your limiting beliefs or where those things that may be hindering you from being able to lead effectively. We're going to talk about that and learn how to reshape that. And then the last episode in that series is going to be mindful moments, how you can embrace being present in your leadership. Have any comments or any topics, suggestions for future topics, you can use the link in the show notes to contact me, or you can send me a direct message on LinkedIn. Again, the links to all my socials are there in the show notes. And so I'm going to end this episode like I end every episode. And that's this. Many people know what to do 
Fewer people know how to do it. And there's a select group of people that follow through, do it, and are living the life of their dreams. Listen, I want you to be part of that select few. Be great this week. This is your guide to winning at work and at home, Dr. James Bryant. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.